0: What is going on, comic fam? It is your boy, the Bearded Comic Bro, and I am joined by comic creator, Ryan Little. Welcome to the show. Dude, hey, thanks for having me on. And then I am so excited. You have a new book uh, that's out on Kickstarter right now called The Breakfast Bunch, and it is fantastic. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything that you uh, have to do with that. But I want to ask you first, I always like to ask uh, when I have a guest on the show, how did you get into creating comics?
1: Totally. So um, there's never been a better time to make comic books. What I love about comics is anybody who's read, what, at least like three comics inevitably has an idea for their own book at some point. It's this kind of self-fulfilling world that we as comic nerds kind of propagate and keep going on to infinity, right? When the sun goes cold and explodes the day before, I know new comics will be coming out. It's just the way <laughs> comics are inevitable. Um, so, I, so nowadays, uh, the indie comic scene is awesome. There's so much awesome comic stuff coming out because um, it's so easy there's so many great artists now available you know because the technology's trickled down there's so many folks that can just work from home and produce incredible top shelf professional quality comic books um so i started doing the anthology scene around 2013 you know guys do these open calls we're doing an anthology about dnd we're doing an anthology about you know christmas whatever you jump in do a short story so i just spent my first year in comics doing like three or four of those um, and then man, that itch, it it got me and it got me deep. So I was like, I'm ready to just start making my, my totally own book. So around, what was it? Probably 2015. I started doing my creator on series full length, like, you know, hundred, 150 page graphic novels. Um, and then about two years ago, I launched my own imprint plastic sword press, um, which is sort of the banner that I publish all my stuff under. So Now we have seven different titles that have been kind of fundraising on Kickstarter, and then I have 11 in production. So we've got all kinds of content coming out for at least the next three, five years. Nice. So, well, you just brought
0: up your imprint. Is this are you the sole writer on your imprint? All the projects that you're creating, or do you have some other creators that come on and are part of the, your imprint with you?
1: Right now, it's just me. We're always welcome to you know new people, 100. But I, I just make so many different titles and different flavors that uh I didn't want to get stuck just promoting one book. So I made Plastic Sword Press, which is when I was a little kid, and it's I used to be embarrassed of it, but now I'm proud of it. There's I always wore a plastic sword on my hip. I worked to church. I worked to grandma's house, um, and it's because of how that thing made me feel. So I want all my books, whether it's my, fan- my dark fantasy stuff, my noir stuff, or the really fun poppy you know, um, stuff like The Breakfast Bunch to be sort of the modern plastic swords, the things that make you feel kind of the hero inside of all of us right isn't that the truth for all of us like when
0: we were growing up as kids like oh i'm gonna talk about comic books on a youtube channel people like you're a nerd like and now we're like
1: oh we don't care we're proud of it like welcome yeah it's the thing it's never been a better time man it's crazy how much all this stuff's just everywhere nowadays it's so awesome it's awesome
0: so let's talk about the breakfast bunch then um i like i said i got the read and i was blown away by it i thought it was fantastic read so if someone's watching this and hasn't had a chance to even see the preview on the kickstarter page and stuff like that what is the breakfast bunch about
1: i love breakfast cereal i am a grown-ass 30 year old dude um, I play contact sports and I'm really into fitness and stuff like that. But I love breakfast cereal, right? It's just it's such a part of waking up, breakfast, being a kid, that whole magic world. Uh, so the Breakfast Bunch is a world where all those characters from the front of cereal boxes are real. They are these mystical figures known as Breakers that they put a little bit of each of their magic into their specific cereal. So if you eat, say, if you eat a bit of Lucky Charms, you'd have a little bit of extra luck that day. Or if you eat a bowl of Corn Crackle cereal, you'll be able to command the wind. Um, but this sort of menacing new villain wards over their town. So a group, a sort of fellowship of these different heroes, bands together to find their sought-after prize, or this power source that's called the Perfectly Balanced Breakfast. So if they can find and become the Perfectly Balanced Breakfast. They'll be able to defeat this big evil. So it's a big kind of globe-spanning adventure that takes you through the world of these breakfast mascots and the different nations of them all as they hunt for this power. That's oh so
0: awesome. Um, so obviously you said you love breakfast cereal, So, but where did this idea really come from? Like, where did you like, I'm going to put this concept down to paper.
1: So, you know, some some ideas I know the exact moment where I was like staring out my window, I was like this. And then some of them have just like always been there. Um, this was one, I wanted to do a really fun book. I was really starting to do some animation writing and stuff like that. And I really wanted to just do something that just felt like, like an adventure and felt big. Um so I said, what is like a universal part of childhood I love? Toy Story is how much we love our toys. Monsters, Inc. is, you know, everyone's afraid of the, you know, the dark at some point. I like breakfast cereal. That's like reminds me of like sitting with my brother and just polishing off a box of Captain Crunch or, you know, staying up later to the sleepover and finding one last little box of Lucky Charms or something to eat. Um, so I said, well, you know, what is the magic of this? Who are these people? Why are there all these vibrant characters on the front of the boxes? And it just took me down this rabbit hole. And I think I wrote the whole outline in like a week because I was just like so excited about it um and then i kind of sat on it for a while until turned into a graphic novel found the right artist and then the book it it, it kind of wrote itself
0: that's fantastic like well because it's something that's true right like i was in high school me and my buddies we would still have cereal potlucks where we would watch cheesy comedy movies and then just have a plethora of we'd all bring our favorite box of cereal and we would eat cereal and relive those because we all grew up on those saturday morning tv shows Mm -hmm. watching cartoons eating our bowl of cereal. So it's funny that you're just tapping into that nostalgia that you've always loved, but it's something that's universal for sure.
1: Totally man. Cereal potluck. Also I'm, I'm stealing that phrase. 100%. When we get the hard copies and maybe that's all i do to celebrate with some buddies of mine. That's dope.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just have, just have them all over. Like we're going to have a cereal potluck. You bring it. Well, talking cereal, what's your, what's your favorite cereal as a kid, at least. And it, maybe it
1: stayed the same, but what was your go-to cereal? No, it's so true. Go-to as a kid was either Reese's Puffs. That's when I was like really going down the trash rabbit hole, right? Give me some Reese's Puffs. Occasionally Cookie Crisp. And then if I was trying to take care of myself, i switched to Cinnamon Life. Cinnamon Life is like, all right, time to take care of the dad bod, hone it down a little bit. Yeah. yep. Yeah.
0: And man, I get that so much. When you said Reese's Puffs, you spoke to my soul right there. Like, oh <laughs> um, I don't, I remember, I don't even know when it stopped. They used to, I don't think they still do it anymore. They did that Reese's Puffs. Uh, reesey treat cereal Reese's um treat yeah oh, like no, it Reese's was rice crispy treat. treat it was a rice crispy treat cereal so they and oh i don't know why they stopped were those the, the
1: clusters them. yes yeah, yeah man those things they were impossible to eat they destroyed your mouth like way worse than captain crunch but yeah that stuff was unreal 100 and that might be why,
0: <laughs> that might be why like it was horrible <laughs> yeah. to probably eat and have that in your mouth but like man it tasted so stinking good <laughs>
1: right but it's so it's crazy those memories though, they are like so sharp right? I remember all, I, 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 they did one they did um, cinnamon toast crunch at one point spawned off in the french toast crunch yeah. that was like little pieces of bread weirdly but it was so, I remember it so clearly cause, like because weirdly, milk and maple syrup is a very strange at one point your milk got very maple syrupy but like yeah man such strong sense memories for sure
0: Dude, it's so funny because I'll, I'll be going down the aisle and shopping. I'm like, oh, man, they got this cotton candy flavor cereal. My wife will be like, you are such a child. Like, you are the person that these companies market to and you're a grown
1: man. <laughs> Dude, but it's just, it's so good, right? And at this point, like, I do like dessert at this point. That's when I'll be like, all right, you know what? Especially, man, those little, uh, when I was a kid, I could destroy like six of those like sampler pack boxes. Those things save me now. I'm like, all right, crack one box tonight. Just have one of these little you know, freaking Lucky Charms things or whatever that's so good
0: well it's funny like we talk about how cereal is so universal and i asked you about um how you got in the comics uh, a couple months ago i had mark russell on uh on my show and i was asking him how he got in the comics and he was like well i was they found dc people found me from writing my count chocula fan fiction <laughs> <So> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like that's the first i've ever heard so like it's cereal is just a universal thing um which i love totally um, so let's talk about the Kickstarter then that you have. So you have, it's, it's live right now. Um, yep. when people are watching it. Um, what are some of the tiers that people can get into and that they're, that you're pretty excited about for people?
1: So what I love about my Kickstarters and what I'm really proud of is I don't launch a campaign until the books hundred percent done. That's why what you read the finished product it's in the chamber, ready to go to print. Um, we're 54 pages. This is the other thing where I'm like, I could feel the boomer that's growing inside of me. I hate how expensive comics have gotten. I hate it so much because I was that kid that like, all right, I'm only going to have like a snack at lunch day and save my lunch money so I can grab a couple extra, you know, books for my pull it So I want to keep stuff affordable. So we're doing this a big 54 page issue, 100% ready to go once the campaign wraps, which were fully funded as well. So now we're just trying to supersize as best we can. Right. Um, I like to do, I do big bundles of all my different books I've ever done before. So I can just send people huge envelopes of, you know, I think our highest tier is over 500 pages of books. Which is which is I think it's valued at less than the cost of like three mainstream graphic novels. Um, So I just man, I don't I don't do all the big stickers and bookmarks and all that stuff. I just want to send people pages. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. I love going to the shop with a big old stack and coming home with a ton of stuff to read. Um, So that's my bread and butter. Um, Right now we're chasing the one thing I do like to do is man, this is where I'm a comic purist. I like to give my books some heft. So uh, we're 54 pages right now. We're chasing prestige formatting. So we got that square back binding, thicker cover um and then after that we got some variants and stuff coming down the pike but everything i do on Kickstarter is just about giving people a nice big hefty book to read something that's going to look good on your shelf feel good in your hands when you read it and you'll be happy to you know throw it in the. well everything comes back and forth anyway um but you'll be happy to add it to your long box right so i know i was that guy i still have all my short box my long boxes i'm proud of my collection i love adding something new or different or weird looking kind of to the box so for me it's the, the kickstarters are all just putting content out in the world that's what it's all about for me
0: so you so you said you the next goal like so is that a stretch goal then to get it to be prestige format? Um,
1: yep, yeah, stretch goal number one, which we're like two backers away from, um, and then we just started teasing our variant cover as well. But yeah, everything's just about either adding pages or adding kind of value, you know, whether it's variant covers, concept art, um, or like you know upgrading binding and stuff like that, just to make bigger and better books, man. Because it's like we don't have a publisher, I don't got to fit it in any square on the shelf, so yeah, why not just make it rad? Yeah,
0: and that's awesome. And I think if you're watching this video right now, um, <clears throat> hopefully by the time I act, this actually airs, we're already at that schedule, we're moving to the next part. Um, but all the links to the Kickstarter are in the description below um, that you can go here and um, you can go support this uh, Kickstarter right off the bat. Um, after you're done watching this video first, like then go, like it'll still be there. <laughs> that's right. Um, <clears throat> so this universe that you've created, um, you have the the art's beautiful the book's beautiful where did how did you kind of come up with the characters of like you know you obviously can tell like what cereals influenced you in some of your characters like how did you narrow it down to like who you were going to have kind of represent your breakfast bunch
1: totally so i kind of came you know when i really deep dive into comics when i was going every wednesday i was in that world um there was a time period when people were kind of creating worlds, right? There, went, yeah. there wasn't just one Green Lantern. Now it's all the different colored cores and stuff like that, like exploding the world. So when I said, all right, if I want to try to like make cereal into a world, what kind of categories can I, how can I wrap my head around it? Um, the Lord of the Rings thing was kind of always, always kind of in my head for kind of like the different nations that all had their different flavors to it, of not intended. Um, yeah. But uh, I saw really quickly, there was sort of the humanoid ones. There was the like monster ones. And then there was the, like, kooky, fruity animal one. Trick Rabbit, you know, Tony the Tiger, uh, Toucan Sam. The humans were, like, the baker from um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, the, actually, most of them are elves. There's not a lot of humans anymore. The humans were when it kind of first really... Because then I did a bunch of cereal research. It's Man, old cereal cartoons and commercials are a trip. Because they're, like, really campy. And it's, it's all that, like, weird, transient, Atlantic accent. Like, delicious cereal pop crisp coming to you for breakfast. <laughs> and all that, like, it's so campy. Um, and then the third category was kind of like all those monsters, Count Chocula, you know, Frank and, Barry, and then, you know, tech, then I got to really get in the weeds of it. Like, well, the Lucky Charms, Lucky looks like a human, but technically he's a leprechaun, so I guess that makes him a monster. So we made our three three kind of nations, which is the humanoid breakers, the monstrous ones, and the fruit ones. And then um, I always knew the whole time that it was gonna be the, the perfectly balanced breakfast was gonna be their goal. Because when I was a kid, for some reason, all the commercials ended with that. And I was like, what does that mean? Perfectly balanced breakfast. Um, but it really gets into the heart of what the book's about. And what the book's really about is um, balance for yourself as a person. What does it mean to kind of, you know, we all have all these kooky different parts of our personality that I'm a big comic nerd, but I play contact sports and I like to be healthy, but I also like to eat just gross amounts of cereal whenever I get the chance. Um, And there's, there's a time and place for all those different hats we wear. Um, So our main character is um, this, this knight um, who he can rotate between four different armors. He has for morning afternoon dusk and night and he has to figure out why these four different powers unlike everybody else who kind of has one i don't know which armor is my best one which one is the one i'm supposed to be um so he's sort of on this quest to figure out how can i carry all these four different parts of myself at the same time so i wanted the one kind of you know pay homage and, and bow at the altar of all the different breakfast heroes i love right but to create a story that was about this dude trying to figure out you know which lane and all these different parts of himself and how to carry them all at once and, and be true to all of them, but also be true to himself at the same time, which I think is pretty relatable.
0: Well, it is because you're taking a, you're taking an avenue here. Like you said, with like breakfast, cereal. we all can relate to breakfast cereal in some way, whether we are eating more healthier versions of it now, or, you know, the sugary crap that we ate as kids, we, we, you know, we still can all relate to that, but I think there is this truth in the in your storytelling here of we are still trying to figure out this crazy world we live in and trying to find figure out this balance of all these different roles and hats that we wear as people of you know whether it's a father whether it's a son whether it's a you know worker here whether like you said trying to stay healthy but still trying to enjoy you know your your food's like there is this completely trying to figure out this balance of life that I think we all can relate to so that resonates with readers I think in a a very powerful way
1: yeah, I think that's the best thing about comics is they're such fun that you can you can be real with people. You know, like I, I really fell in love with that Jeff Johns Green Lantern run back when it came out weekly. And it's like, you know, if it's about space battles and, you know, galactic cops, you can say, well, the blue ones are these embodiments of hope, but also hope without purpose is empty and you could be lost in it. And like, which is melodramatic as hell. And like, a really you know, but like when you're 16, you can sit down with your friends like, you know, this really speaks to me, these space cops and how limited they are. You know, like it's totally that if, it, if it's as big, flashy kind of lord of the rings like adventure with these breakfast cereal people that you know you're storming these giant ice caverns and and you're encountering all these different monsters and unlocking powers that you know you can kind of have your cake and eat it too or you know you're having some of your sweets with your vegetables being able to sit there and say but also you can have these real talks that's i always loved about comics the fun and the highs are always awesome and then the real moments are always earnest and they just get right to you man yeah. Um, so that's what i've always tried to do with all my different series whatever flavor we take on whatever kind of genres or world we delve into it's making the, the action and, and the, all the universe stuff as fun as possible and then making all the human stuff real because i think that's what you know a lot of confidence that we love about it, is that these books are a way we can sit down open our little issue and just speak and breathe and live and, and learn about ourselves
0: oh absolutely so if you is this a world that you, you have visions for past this Kickstarter? Um, are you like, do you, do you see like, you know what, I can take this and in, in so many different routes or you're like, I'm going to let the story just be itself and then move on to a different kind of, you know, comic series that you're focusing on.
1: So the big thing I try to do now, cause I feel like, I mean, it's, it's crazy how much comics have changed just like even in the last five years yeah um you know i was someone that like grew up reading all you know i never wanted ultimate spider-man to end and then now it's like if a book goes for six issues it feels it feels like that's like a rarity you know um so everything i do is it's fully written um before we even start the art um so most things will be about a 150 page graphic novel by the time we're done and then if folks like it i'm always happy to go back in you know especially it's the really fun thing is comics take so long to make that you know i started writing this like whatever it was three four years ago so now i'm at a totally different point in my life and coming back into that universe would be it's a different me coming into it at a different time and you can totally escalate it and take it in different places and like man like you were saying breakfast cereal is crazy every time i walk down that aisle i'm like man they are going all over the place and doing new and weird stuff all the time um, uh-huh. so always happy to, to dip back into this world the chance presents itself but it's also you know i don't try to write for you know big six volume marks anymore if i'm doing 150 pages it's like leave it all on the table man yeah. go for it um, this will be probably two really big issues by the time we're done. So this is part one, part two will be on Kickstarter later this year. Okay. Um, and just totally go the distance. We want to see all three kingdoms, all the different breakers, all the different powers they can get all the different serial cameos. Just, you know, if this is, I write everything like this is the only chance I'm going to get to be in this world. So let's, yeah. let's go for it.
0: So, but at least after this Kickstarter, there still is a part two coming of, uh, in yep. the same realm. Okay.
1: Yep yeah this is the first half of our of our story so and then part two is already fully finished as well so we'll do this one we'll see what people think of it and then we'll package up the next one probably like in the summer so we're looking at nice and
0: i'm telling you i don't want to put pressure on you but good golly if you have a tier where i can get the breakfast breakers on a box for a cereal box (laughs) that would be a super dope
1: display piece behind me right here i'm just saying that's the truth all right. We're going to do some research on that. That's funny. The world of custom, custom cereal boxes, you know, man, there's a nerd for everything, right? I have no doubt that's out there.
0: Oh, I, I there has to be. And like, I, you it. know, I feel like if people are into this first campaign, that'd be something that's awesome. Um, So you said that one of your things you like to bundle some of your past projects. Um, What are some of the projects that if people are coming into this new um, you know, maybe the breakfast bunch is their first exposure to you. What are some past projects that they could possibly get bundled into this tier, Um, you know, on your sure. Kickstarter?
1: Um, so this is my 18th Kickstarter campaign, so I'm no stranger to crowdfunding. Um, I just love making books, quite frankly. Um, if you check out any of my plastic sword WordPress pages, you'll see some of the different art. Um, one of my biggest books is called Prometheus, um, about the Titan from Greek mythology, Prometheus, who, you know, stole the flame of God, or stole the flame of knowledge from the gods, gave it to mortal man. Um, and it's sort of this, like, gritty um, fantasy noir where he escapes that imprisonment, and he can't wait to see what humanity has done with the gift of knowledge. He kind of sees himself as a martyr, like, man, are they traversing the stars? And he gets out of his imprisonment and he sees our modern world. There's poverty and frustration, international war. And he's like, what the hell? Somebody must have stolen the flame of knowledge. This isn't the world I envisioned. So it's sort of like a revenge quest to get it back. It's a bit of a, kind of like a God of War feeling. Him finding, you know, the the, the remains, It's so tricky with that book because Olympus is no more and pitching that book without saying Olympus has fallen is very tricky because everybody thinks you're talking about Gerard Butler. But uh, it's him battling all the kind of different Greek gods, seeing who's still around and then the big mystery of what happened to the flame of knowledge. Mm. Um, So I'm super, super proud of that book. Um, Obviously, the pandemic is still going on. I have a book called The Axeman, uh, which is about a sort of covert ops agent for a shadow section of the CDC whose job is to hunt patient zeros of newly emerging illnesses before... You know they can spread and become pandemics um my parents are doctors so i, I started writing this book about two years ago because i was a nerd that grew up hearing about medical issues all the time and then pandemic happened. um so if you're sick of hearing about pandemics skip the Axeman. if you want to see a bunch of pandemics if they're asked to look by you know a covert ops agent Axeman will probably be really cathartic for you if you're feeling frustrated <laughs> about that lockdown um i had the crude night, which is the only way i can describe it is a batshit crazy version of king arthur um, it's the what I love about my books is I try to make books that can they can only be comics. You know they'd be so hard to pitch as like a feature or a TV show because they're so weird, yeah. uh, but they're visual and I swear to God they make sense if you just check it out. So the Crude Knight is this weird thing where there's an oil um, farm down in Texas and every 30 years the oil becomes tainted with magic and anyone who gets splashed by it becomes this undead knight of the Round Table. So it's sort of this like bit of a, a war against these oil-soaked uh, King Arthur kind of insane knights. Um, which is very, again, very, very strange. And my one book I got to give some love to, I'm so proud of, it's called Super Scouts. Um, it's a total love letter to Power Rangers, Super Sentai, and all that awesome stuff. It's the um, tried and true Galaxy Quest model. So 20 years after they they were on this, like really, you know, campy uh, show called Super Scouts, the actors find out all their adventures were based on a real intergalactic war. And now the villain Lord Darkness is coming to Earth to get revenge. So they have to unlock the power and you know become the heroes they always were pretending to be. Um so a lot of different flavors there. Sentai, fantasy, noir, horror, heavy metal. I got something for everybody. Um, and, because that's that's you know, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say, and those books, those books are available in one of the tiers to get some of your past works.
1: All of them. All the all the books are available in physical and digital. Um I have different tiers that are you can build your own bundle. If you want one series, you want two series, you want the whole whole thing. Um, So all the bundles are anywhere from, you know, I think our smallest bundle is 150 pages of total content Um, and our biggest ones, like I said, over 500. Um, So yeah, you can just take the ride. If you want to do the deep dive, hop aboard.
0: Gang, I, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm sitting there going, oh, I'm going to be checking out Kickstarter right now after this interview. Cause I'm like, what do I want? Cause I want this one. I want this. And they all sound, like you said, there's so much, it's such a wide variety. And I think that's an awesome thing um, to just to tap into different, you know, niches and genres. And I think that's awesome. So.
1: Yeah, it all has a day, man, you know, cause it's that funny thing where like, you know, everybody loves Toy Story. There's a part of everybody that likes that animation thing, but then like I'm a horror person. I'm a Sentai person. I'm a manga person. I'm an American comics person. So it's just, I mean, the, the, the wonderful thing about Kickstarter is it gives us creators freedom to like, I don't have to brand myself. I don't have to care about, you know, I was doing super scouts when um, that boom comic series blew up. So a bunch of publishers are going to be like, well, I don't know, you know, there's already one big super sentai book on the shelf. Like who cares? I think power rangers is awesome and weird right. and I can do my own weird version of it. Um, thanks to Kickstarter. You know, we got to publish um, all three issues of it. Um, so it's, if the gloves are off, if I'm not writing for a box, I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. So <laughs> I think, I think that's the gift that crowdfunding yeah. gives me. So I'd be crazy not to use it.
0: Oh, I think that's awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much just for taking some time to talk about uh, your Kickstarter. Again, if you are uh, watching this video and you have not gone and backed this Kickstarter yet, I and we didn't sell so you on it by this this interview. Um, I don't know why you're watching my podcast because this is like you. This is bread and butter of what I would love and what I dig. So um man thank you and i know you said you have um and you know you're gonna do this you know the second part here later do you have anything else that you have um in the scope that you're working on that you're you know that you want to look forward to i guess if you will
1: yeah i mean like if people um like independent you know, comics or you're one of those people that's like man like original ideas are dead or i'm just bored of what's going on um uh, check out my page plastics WordPress. i'm on facebook instagram and twitter um you'll, you'll see our i'm always putting something out i'm running probably four more Kickstarters this year. I usually run five or six Kickstarters a year, no matter what. So I've always got something new coming out. Um, if you ever feel bored, you want to check something out or you're like, man, if you want to help put something out into the world, check out independent art, whether it's just mine or it's just anything else on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. There's, we, we creators, we live and die by the stuff we make. You know, Mike, any one book I put out on Kickstarter is a large percentage of my entire portfolio. So. You, you can always count on the Kickstarter comic if people are going to put all their heart and soul into the books you're checking out. Yeah. Um. So if you want to just, you know, and it, like I said, it's there's no rules to Kickstarter comics. So if you want to see something weird or different and visual as hell, come see what I'm working on over on Instagram or over on the Kickstarter. And, and I promise you won't be disappointed.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And all the links to uh the social media that you just dropped, Ryan, are going to be in the description of the video below. Definitely go follow him uh, so you can see what's going on, see what <clears throat> what is being created and what's about to drop. So, Ryan, with that being said, thank you so, again so much for just taking some time to talk comics with me.
1: Dude, total treat. The number one thing I miss from you know, a whole year of lockdown is just getting to sit around and talk comics. That's, that's yeah. the best part of you know being into it. Thank you. Appreciate yep, it.
0: Absolutely. And with that being said, gang, uh, I guess go support the kickstarter. Links are in the description of this video. And hopefully you can find some time to curl up, grab a book, and nerd out. Peace.